What's up, my beautiful friends, and welcome to the Glow Podcast, where we discuss confidence, mindset, manifestation, and so much more. My name is Mariana, and I am here to help you banish your negative thinking and limiting doubts so that you can glow in all aspects of your life. Without further ado, let's get into today's episode. In today's episode, I interviewed the beautiful Tanya, aka Scorpion Mind, on all social medias. She is an incredible human being. She's a mindset coach and she's helping others transform their limiting beliefs to live a happier and more fulfilled life. In this podcast, we touched upon her quote-unquote struggles in the past and her limiting beliefs that she has overcome in terms of love, career, finding her voice finances and so much more and how she was able to let those go to live the life that she wanted to live. Overall such a valuable episode and I really really hope you enjoy it. Just I wanted to say a little bit of a (laughs) apology for the audio. This was my first time interviewing someone online and so the microphone unfortunately didn't work so I had to use just the the microphone I had in my airpods so I'm really sorry that it's not as crisp and clear as for example now but I will definitely work on that for my next interviews so sorry about that but I still hope that you enjoy welcome back to my glow podcast it is my absolute pleasure to welcome this beautiful sunshine to the podcast the beautiful Tanya from scorpion mind welcome again to one of my platforms Tanya Yay! Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. So excited that you're here. We actually did something similar to a podcast before either of us had a podcast, like six months ago right now, right? Yeah. Uh, on, on our YouTube channel. So if you want to listen to sort of like a part one, you can go ahead and listen. There's one video on each of our YouTube channels, but I'm so excited that you're here for part two. I had so many requests from people that they wanted to hear you speak again so oh wow that's amazing I also got a lot of feedback um, that they loved us together and they said that we should start a podcast together and I was like oh my god (laughs) so cool wow maybe that's an idea for the future then (laughs) yeah if we start living close to each other whatever that would be very nice (laughs) I I vote for Bali so you get your butt up here (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Let's do it. <laughs> no, but it's funny because we were just talking for like 20 minutes and then we're like, actually, we should be recording this. This is interesting already. So then we started mm-hmm. recording and I was just talking to you about your life and about what's happening in your life right now. So could you just to anyone who still hasn't heard of you, which I don't think is anyone because you're just such an <laughs> amazing person on all of your oh social my God. media. <laughs> But if there's anyone, then uh, just if you could introduce yourself, what you do and what who you are yeah so yeah hi thank you so much for listening to this and um as you already said my name is tanya aka scorpion mind um in the last six months i don't know if you heard the first podcast whatever um but a lot of has changed for the good for the better um i had to really go through a lot of belief systems of my own Uh, we can talk in depth about it later it's super interesting for sure also news that you haven't heard so um you will be excited (laughs) um but yeah i am basically a mindset coach um happiness coach however you want to call it i help people to bring their better out of themselves to really find you know inside of them feeling like all these 
the glow, the inner strength, the light, um, and bring it to the outside. That's really what I do, what I love to do. And the results are just amazing. So I take that with my life as well and bring it just out to the world again to all the people that I um, that basically come my way, which feels so amazing. And it just goes up and up and up and up. <laughs> That's so amazing. And just from hearing you talk, like you can just sense what a sunshine you are. And, you, you know, you just always have this smile from one ear to another. And <laughs> it's just so nice to listen to you. And it's so refreshing to have someone who has just this like ray of positivity, uh, which actually brings me to my first question is if you've always been this way have you always been this sunshine like constantly like light basically that's what you are for me like if you know Tanya she's just such a kind person really oh my god I'm so humbled to hear that I love it like sometimes I just or people in general they don't see their true worth or their true value or whatever it is right and then sometimes when you hear it from other people like you just told me I'm like what really (laughs) it's not true (laughs) but I love it um basically no I don't think so I was always kind of on the more positive side I would say but not like this like right now I just burst with energy sometimes um I don't know if you experience that too but really having this vibration inside of you that's basically just wanna wants to get out and you're like where does it go and this this happened in the last I don't know two three years where I really found it and really try to project it onto all the other people as well and what I do with my coaching with social media and stuff like that um but yeah no I don't think it has always been like that I always um got people tell me that I've got like this crazy smile (laughs) that people just want to um see all the time or just like gets into the mind of people um so yeah I think it's definitely part of my personality but it's also something that I basically let shine through you know not trying to suppress it anymore I love that so much and you mentioned that you're a coach which is a mindset coach and that is that is super cool first of all how did you even get to being a mindset coach because that is to me really cool that you can you know inspire and guide people in this specific way and what does your coaching kind of entail like what do you what do you do as a coach it's actually a super super interesting story um I already told it on my podcast but it's in German so you know, it's kind of like manifestation, like we talked about in the first part of this podcast uh, theme, but it's basically like the universe told me, here you go. <laughs> like it was from the first lockdown, I was still working a part-time job, so I didn't really have a lot of time. I had to commute there, which took like an hour, I'd come back an hour, so I didn't really have time to learn anything else, you know? So it never crossed my mind to actually do something else. And then lockdown hit, so I didn't have to commute. So I had like two, three hours a day more. And then another coach who coaches people to become a coach, basically. It's like a little weird. Um, but he messaged me a couple of times, even when I was still working and stuff like that. And I was like, no, you know, I don't really have time. But he kept on asking and be like, hey, let's just schedule a call. And then when I was just sitting at home, I was like, yeah, you know what? Why not? Because I also had this like mindset thing for last year of like, say more yes then no because I was always making excuses you know being like no I cannot because blah 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 um which 
I felt was really limiting me. So I was like, no, I'm going to just say more yes and no. Of course, if it's going to hurt me or whatever, I would definitely say no. But for the most part, I was like, yeah, I'm going to the party, you know, whatever, <laughs> which helped me a lot. Um, so, yeah, I was basically, yeah, you know what, let's do it. And then I had the sales call and everything. And um, I was like, you know what? If it goes wrong, what is lost? A little bit of time, a little bit of money. Is it important? Not really, you know? So I was just going into it and being like, okay, I actually don't know what I want to coach yet. He was like, you could maybe do um, vegan dog nutrition. But then I was like, no, that's not really me. I, I don't really want to do that. Um, but then I was kind of like thinking of like, okay, what transformation have I been going through? And then it basically hit me of like, yes, I came out of my shell I was like this super crazy shy person that could not talk to anybody not even really friends you know I just could not and then also with the breakup from my first boyfriend I went through such a crazy change of like really seeing me of like really getting out there and being like hey who is it that I am where can I go do you know and then I really reconnected with myself of like I actually love going out with other people getting to know other stories which I never did before because I was like oh I cannot my voice doesn't want to or cannot be heard you know all these limiting beliefs so I went through that the last four or five whatever years to be here and then through the progress of going through the coaching and all of that I was like yeah I want to do something like that and also here, the journey's never over. So I started with like, yeah, happiness coach. But now it's so much more than just happiness coaching. It's really like a life coach. A, I haven't found the perfect word for my coaching. So it's still a progress. Um, but yeah, it's really about finding the inner light, staying present and not being identified with whatever is going on around you. Wow, I have goosebumps just hearing you talk about that. That is incredible because it's something that I know that a lot of us listening can relate to you know those feelings of not being able to express your voice or whatever you want to say not feeling heard feeling just scared to like open yourself up uh and obviously the first thing I recommend to people is to go get your coaching <laughs> <laughs> but uh if uh what what are some tips like practical tips you can give to people who are like wow okay that's me like I feel really shy I feel unheard like is there a way out for me I'm sure there's someone doubting that definitely there's so many people doubting that like basically all the people I talk to um and some people are also just not ready yet you know of like I'm talking I want a transformation but do you really want a transformation so that would be the first question to ask yourself do I really want it or am I still identifying with my victim mindset of like oh yeah but I am shy nobody wants to listen to me I'm not hurt you know that you're still kind of attaching yourself to these thinkings that you say you want to change but then you always go back to these patterns so the first thing would be to really release yourself from these thoughts and be like no you know what I really want to be this new person and from there you can start and then my suggestion would be to really stay present stay focused not to attach yourself from all the experiences that happened in the past you know like oh it happened he cheated on me. I lost my friend. She was um, unfriendly, whatever it is. So these things we project onto the now. And then our brain goes there and it's like, oh, but you know what? It happened again. So I'm going to protect you from getting hurt. But by doing that, you're taking that pain with you in the present moment instead of letting it be where it is in the past because you're no longer your past. And the past doesn't have to predict who you are right now. 
same with future. You can take all these experiences and be like, oh, but it will happen again. Or I'm stressed because in five years or in five months or in five weeks, I need to be somewhere. But do you really need to be there? Do you really need to like chase something that is not there now? Because then also you're taking the pain from the future, putting it on the present instead of letting it go, letting it be and seeing what is now. You know, what is the situation now? Why are you being shy? Is it because you think people will judge you, which is in the future? Or is it because you had experiences five years ago, five weeks ago, whatever, that you think it will happen again now? And you can only release yourself from the pain if you're staying really focused on the present and being like, this is actually the situation right now. Is it really that bad? Does it have to happen again? So focus. <laughs> but like how how do you get out of this victim mindset you know if for example you ha did have a horrible childhood if you did have abusive yeah. parents who just beat the shit out of you sorry mm -hmm. but you became this timid little person because you were just beat down how do you mm -hmm. not let this affect you mm -hmm. it's hard definitely because it's a traumatic experience but also here traumatic experiences can be anything you know, it's how bad you see it. So, of course, in our mind, in our judgment, ranking, whatever, beating is worse than getting sad. Your voice is, sounds bad or whatever, right? But also here in the child mindset, they can be the same, you know, not from physical pain, but just from like mental pain, from mental trauma. I'm sorry, I didn't hear you say that. Emotional, Emo emotional pain exactly so um also they're saying like oh my you know my pain is not much as bad as the other pain then you go into like a comparison mode again which is also not good but what of course it's hard if there's like super crazy trauma i would definitely recommend going to therapy and really working it through um but if it's something where like okay i basically am over it i just really kind of hold on to it um which is really that you're holding on to the pain. You're still playing that story in your head over and over and over again of like, you know, I got beat as a child and that's why I hate my parents or I hate my childhood or whatever. But is it still relevant right now? Or can you basically release that thinking, release these experiences that you had, not saying that they were good or bad, not saying that they are not there anymore? But basically cutting the cord from your now to the past, to being like, it is what happened. And I'm acknowledging that it happened. Also here, not saying that it's good or bad or anything, but just letting it rest, letting it go. Being like, I'm going to put you in a beautiful um, box and I'm going to store it away because it's not me anymore. I'm basically taking it out of me, of my now. And I'm not letting these feelings, these thoughts um, influence my now. And of course, it's a hard journey. It's a hard process because you have to do it over and over and over again. But if you're still trying or still having these thoughts now, you're still attached to these experiences. Really ask yourself, are you making an identity out of the experiences? Because then you can say, I got abused. Is it a way of you connecting to other people, of trying to get to be seen? 
And I know it's deep shit. It's hard to acknowledge that. <laughs> it really is. Because when you're making an identity out of it, letting it go is super hard because then your ego is like, no, but we have to hold on to it. Otherwise, we're empty. Yeah, I agree with you. And I really like what you said at the beginning with like trauma, how we perceive it, because I feel like, you know, maybe if you do have a certain experience right now, which you would like to change, like, I don't know, being shy, being, Mm -hmm. being anything, and you don't feel like you had like a specific like quote unquote trauma experience and you don't really know where to pinpoint it well trauma can like you said be anything you know it can be uh, someone saying that your hair looks ugly or you not being invited to a third grade birthday party like Mm -hmm. you know it can be anything that like you as an adult don't perceive as a big thing Mm -hmm. but the little kid in you like is really hurt and somehow Mm -hmm. you're still holding on to it and I I really like also what you said about like not giving it a meaning like not sort of making it bigger in your head now because I had a really interesting experience a few months ago with hypnotherapy and oh yeah I've seen that yeah how did it it go it was crazy like it was I highly recommend that to anyone it was so so intense but basically what I found out is that like because hypnotherapy takes you you have a question you come there with a question And the hypnotherapy Mm -hmm. takes you to a part of your life that you have forgotten, you have suppressed. And Mm -hmm. that is what is influencing your now. And it took me to multiple times in my life. Like, actually, it shows you scenes in your life that happened. And it showed me, like, when I was screaming, but nobody was listening. And basically, as a seven-year-old, eight-year-old, I learned that nobody's really going to ever answer me. And that's when my voice sort of, I felt like I have no voice. And that's really when I started feeling like I, you know, my life is just made for me. Everyone decides everything for me. I cannot voice my opinion. And this was really affecting me in my adulthood because I didn't feel like, for for example, I can say no to people. Like I felt like I would always have to say yes, or I just couldn't be honest. And like, I cannot explain to you how freeing it was, like realizing like, okay, that happened to me. And then also through the hypnotherapy, we went back and we like gave the situation a different meaning, right? Because you can't change circumstances, but you can give them a different meaning that won't Mm -hmm. affect you so negatively. And then I was like, I felt so free. So really doing the work is so rewarding. Oh, yeah, it's crazy. I had a similar experience. Like, I also feel like the voice thing is such a big deal in our society Um, because that also came to me, you know, when I was trying to figure out why. I feel like I cannot talk or like I cannot teach people anything. You know, I was always like, oh, yeah, but I don't know. But do what people want to learn from me? But that's not the limiting belief itself. You know, there's like deeper and deeper aspects on it. So I was always kind of like thinking also here, not giving any meaning to it, not saying it's bad. I need to change it right now. But just being like, hmm, where could this come from? You know, being the observer of your mind, really. And then I went out with Kiwi, my dog. Um, and I was just walking, listening to like calming music, whatever. And then all of a sudden that that sentence popped into my mind where I was like, wow. And I was also from my childhood. I was probably, I don't even know, five, six, seven years old, whatever, um, when I was singing. And I don't have a beautiful singing voice, I know. But there my mom was like, oh, you cannot sing, be quiet or, or something like that. And, you know, when people would say that to me now, it would be like, yeah, whatever. (laughs) But as that kid, 
that really hurt kid that doesn't really have boundaries or being like, oh no, but I am myself, so I want to sing, so I'm just doing it. It just doesn't happen that way, right? So it really affected me and it really got put in my head. So that was this little trauma thingy um, that really affected me and my voice. So it wasn't only that I started believing that the sound of my voice wasn't good. Also here, like a lot of people told me, oh my God, your voice is so calming and like on podcasts and I was like, what? No, no way. You know, that's, that's <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> but that's again, that your ego tries to prove your current reality, right? You know, to be like, oh, you're telling me my voice is good. No, 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 it cannot be because I still have that, that limiting belief that, um, yeah, belief system within me. So it wasn't only that I started believing that my voice was beautiful in a way, but it was also then affecting me about the words that I was saying, you know, that also I cannot give anything out. And then I started to retract myself more and more and more because until I basically wasn't speaking to anybody anymore. Though I feel like that somehow it's easier to stay in that dark hole of like feeling sorry for yourself though or at least mm -hmm. I had that from my experience like keep oh, yeah, saying definitely. like like then changing you know like keep blaming the situation that you had during childhood then mm -hmm. then actually like going and doing the work because at the beginning I felt like it was actually like brain work like taking your brain to the yeah, gym you know because yeah and so that's what I love how you said, you know, are you really committed to doing the work? Because it's not going to be an easy journey, but it's going to be yeah. super rewarding. And I have mm -hmm. a similar story, like with the singing, like I've shared this many times, but ever since I was like four or five, I wanted to be Hannah Montana. And that was like literally <laughs> awesome. my, my goal in life. Like everyone wanted to dress up as her, but I literally wanted to be her. Like, you mm -hmm. don't understand. Like I knew all of the songs. I had like her outfits, her wigs, the microphone, everything. And like, I was really loved singing and I was really set on like being this singer, actress. I don't know, like my voice isn't great either, you know, but like, whatever, I thought I was the bomb.com until <laughs> I went, until I went I to that. like, a, uh, like, a, I believe it was like an audition for something. And my father came with me and uh, something I sang, maybe it wasn't my best day. And like, he had like some sarcastic comment on my singing in front of everyone and everyone kind of laughed and they were like oh mm -hmm. yeah she's not ready and like ever since then I vowed to myself that I will never sing in front of anyone again oh, wow. and I literally didn't sing for years like I didn't I would not sing in front of anyone for years and if I had to I would literally shake so much and cry and and yeah, and that's what I took to therapy and I worked on that in therapy and really letting that, letting that go and not letting that define mm -hmm. me because I felt like the opinion of my father, you know, as a caregiver, you look up to your parents so much and Definitely. you're so afraid of them rejecting you. So you're basically just going to do anything for their love, mm -hmm. even if it means actually sabotaging yourself. But yeah, yeah, I had to really work on letting that go and really freeing myself because I love singing. Singing is great. And there is no good or bad. Like you can just sing, you know, if it's like a release of emotions. Exactly. For me, emotions just, and energy yeah. and just sharing the joy, even though it doesn't sound good, quote unquote. <laughs> we need to have like a karaoke session together where we just bolt out. Oh my out. God. <laughs> I know it sounds like a little scary at first, but mm -hmm. you know, who cares? That's the thing. You got to realize like who actually cares? like yeah, you, you know like there's 
It's just if you can have fun now. Yeah. It's just your mm-hmm. kind of perception of like your shame and you feel like everyone is judging you, but we're actually like nobody cares. No, so not that's, really. That's also you know something I, mean? I had to realize, yeah, with like talking and you know, talking in bigger groups and stuff that actually nobody really cares and everybody's basically living on their own island and they only care about their own island. <laughs> the thing yeah yeah yeah. that I heard Jay Shetty talk about this like I don't know Mm, when you're little when you're little you really care what your parents think then when you're a teen what others think and then adolescents what others think and then when you're older you realize that nobody actually cares everyone just cares about themselves you know exactly yeah when you realize that it's also like super super freeing what are some other limiting beliefs that you managed to overcome um, I had a super, super big one, um, the belief of I'm not worthy being loved, such a big one. I um, acknowledged that it was there in 2015 when I was in um, Australia because I was, uh, it goes back so long. I never really had relations with boys until I was 19 or 20, so really, really late because I was always pushing it away I don't really know where it comes from maybe my parents not really talking about dating and all of that stuff so I was like oh it's not for me (laughs) um but yeah I I have to go a bit deeper into that one but also I feel like it doesn't really matter too much what happened in the past really about what is now um so I don't really put a lot of pressure on finding out exactly what happened and when it happened um because it's not really relevant to me at least um can be different for everybody um where it really comes from but it's definitely from my past, from my upbringing and stuff like that, um, that I always thought that I'm not lovable, you know, I'm not worthy. All the people, I was also late bloomer, so I only started looking like a woman um, at age seven, 16, 17, and everybody else was looking more feminine when they were 13, 14, whatever. So, of course, all the boys went to those, and I was like, I'm just a friend. So I really put myself into the um, friend zone myself you know and then when people started reaching out to me hey let's go to the cinema I was like um actually no panic mode I have to learn you know so blocking everything away because I just didn't see myself as the person that could be interesting to boys basically you know so that really projected me or um held on to me for so long even until this day or a couple months ago or whatever where I had to go through that again because I also had this pattern in my life that I basically um, got to know uh, boys or partners and I dated them for I don't know like a month or two until my subconscious was like oh you know what it doesn't work out because this and this and this and that which actually were not really good reasons you know it was just for me protecting myself of like getting away from it you know the ego is still saying like oh you cannot do it because he is wearing like a white t-shirt or whatever, you know, it, were, it wasn't that bad, but it was a really stupid reasons. And when I look back now, um, so yeah, that's definitely a thing. So in Australia, I was like, yo, you know what? I'm going to counteract it. So I had this belief of like, um, I'm not worthy of being loved. So I put on my phone screen, a screenshot of like, I am worthy being loved. And I know that you also have your affirmation on your phone and it's really nice. It's really helpful because then you, get reminded every single time like you pick up your phone I don't know 10 20 30 40 times a day and then you get reminded every single time 
of what person you actually want to become. So I really put that you know your subconscious reads it and exactly even if you don't like actually read it your subconscious always sees it and it's like aha I'm lovable <laughs> yes yes and that was such a big thing because I you know I always got people put or me pushing them away it was never really that they didn't want to have anything to do with me they were always like let's meet again let's do something or let's be serious and I was like oh no <laughs> just because I still had these like limiting beliefs of like really being afraid what's going to happen because it's not my identity so my ego is like no but you have to keep your identity otherwise who are you but that's not the way I want to live anymore so um, I did that in Australia and then really a couple weeks after that I, I think um I met a guy that I actually already met like in the first month. So I was there seven months and I met him again in the six months. And there my mindset was totally like, you know what? You're going to go back to Europe in a month and a half anyway. So who cares? I really adapted that mindset. that I actually um, I'm living now, you know, I'm going away. I'm never going to see anybody again. It's literally on the other side of the world. So who cares? So I just went for everything, you know, I really dressed up. I had like see-through blouse and I was like, hey boy. <laughs> and it's so crazy because that was like the first time I really felt lovable. I felt um, okay with sharing my emotions. I felt okay with letting go instead of always trying to be like, oh, but this doesn't work or why should this and blah, blah, Because I was like, you know, it's a month and a half. If it works out, perfect. If it doesn't work out, I'm going to be away anyway. <laughs> so that really made a break in um, that mindset. And then, of course, they had to go back and stuff like that. There were different um, things that were happening again. But then basically straight after, like three months after, I met my first boyfriend. And then um, I had that. And then, of course, after the breakup, that popped back up again. Um, and I had like different one night stands or also um dating a couple of people a couple of months and then you know just being like no but also here it was basically because i wasn't ready and you think you're ready or you try to convey convince yourself that you're ready but you're actually not so that's also a tip that i would give people to really listen to themselves and not thinking you have to be a certain way or have to have a relationship just because it's been a year or whatever you know if you don't want it, then that's okay. But yeah. And then <laughs> I met another guy um, who was also basically on the part. You were there at the party of Annalena's birthday. Yeah, that was like six Over, months or, ago. Yeah, six months ago. Yeah, six months ago. And um, at the end, you weren't there anymore, but at the end, there was a song coming up, like we were all dancing. And I was like, yeah, I got to go now. And then that song came up and I was like, I did a choreography on that. So I just went in the middle of the circle. I was like, this is my song. I'm dancing like crazy. And then after that, um, the guy, he came to me and I was like, oh, you got some really nice dance moves. And I was like, thank you. I'm dancing like so long already. And then we basically started um, chatting a little bit. Um, also not me wanting to do anything it was just chatting you know I was like oh do you have Instagram let's connect and then we were messaging a little back and forth when I was uh, when we were in London actually and then after that I met him a couple of times and I was like wow we're really connecting like this is so beautiful this is so nice and um yeah he's my boyfriend now 
Wow, that's amazing. I didn't even know that. Like I knew the story, right? Because you were in London and I, you were telling me that uh, you were dancing and he approached you, but I didn't know that yeah. you're, you guys are together now. Oh yeah. my God, congratulations. I can't wait Thank to meet so him when we come to Europe. And Definitely. That's amazing. It's and so the story awesome. is amazing because you were just completely in your center. You know, you were just dancing and you were so in the moment. And the fact that like you attracted this, amazing guy coming to you but from your like natural state yeah it's just so so beautiful so i'm so happy so for beautiful. you <laughs> amazing <laughs> that's amazing but yeah also there i really had to overcome these beliefs you know because i really felt my inner self or my mind my ego whatever um being like it doesn't work out like better run away and i was like no because I really feel this connection, like I don't want to do this anymore. So I really had to put so much effort, not listening to my mind, but actually listening to the thing that I wanted. And it's crazy because at one point I felt like I had to give so much attention to, you know, just transforming these beliefs that everything else basically stopped, <laughs> you know, the business. I was like, I cannot, I don't have a mind for that right now. I cannot, which is just normal because we only have like a limited amount of energy a day so if we give like 60 percent whatever to beliefs to our mind of course you will not be able to give a lot to your friends or to your business it's also something um i talked with a friend about yesterday that she's putting a lot of effort into her relationship because the relationship isn't perfect and stuff like that and then she's like yeah i totally feel that that really affects the work that i'm doing and i'm like yeah, because you cannot give a hundred percent everywhere. Oh, wow, I love. Thank you so much, by the way, for sharing your story, for sharing your sort of like quote unquote struggles in in the past, and how you were able to transform them to have this amazing life now, amazing relationship. Uh, I just wanted to ask one more thing about like beliefs, uh, etc. <laughs> Uh, obviously most of the world is now in like a quarantine type of situation yeah. I know that you're in Germany and the situation is really not ideal there I don't know mm -hmm. if you're in lockdown probably right you guys have yeah we are now. yeah how are you coping with that and have any of those like old beliefs come up and mm -hmm. yeah just what, what are you doing to keep mm -hmm. sane <laughs> <laughs> Well, also here, it's really about um, seeing the circumstances for what they are, because you cannot change the circumstances and also circumstances don't have a built in meaning. It's really just the meaning that you give them. Of course, I could sit here and be like, oh, my God, the situation is terrible. I hate it. We cannot go out. And this is affecting me because I'm identifying myself with the circumstances. But instead, you can't, could turn it around and be like, OK, it is what it is. We cannot go to restaurants. Can I change it? No. So why feel bad about it? Why put yourself down for it if you cannot change it? But you can accept it. You can surrender to it and make the best out of it. So I'm cooking for myself. I'm ordering food, you know, uh -huh. but still be happy about it. But yeah, I totally get it with the beliefs. Um, in the first lock lockdown, that was actually um, much worse, but also good because I learned a lot about myself. Um, there was dating another guy and he basically right before lockdown he we had like a two-hour conversation about why it isn't working out and it didn't make sense to me because it was all in his head um, like he basically wasn't ready so he tried to bring like all these excuses why it didn't work which is a mirror of myself which I also um, 
saw then and I also had a big 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 revelation about myself where I was talking about um these situations with people which I also recommend to actually talk about it and not only think about it because then your mind just goes crazy you know from a to z to b to d whatever but when you talk about it you have to make sense of it and then maybe people reflect yourself back also and then you're like oh wait a second there was something so i had a super big revelation about myself where i basically had or saw the two tanyas within myself you know the protective tanya and the tanya that's basically um the fun tanya <laughs> and that the fun tanya is basically always there but with the other guy um the fun tanya didn't or like the protective tanya basically didn't come out because I felt super comfortable and then in that two-hour conversation I felt that wall building itself again you know to being like oh wait a second then I just want to have fun with you which actually wasn't good you know because I it it's not what I wanted but it was just this like projection of myself coming up again and then after that I was like what happened there what happened because I really felt going from that one personality of like yes I'm ready for a relationship I have feelings for you into the closed one I'm like I actually don't you know let's just have fun then if you don't want a relationship and then after the conversation I was like no like why that's not what I want but that's what I did for the last couple of years so I really had this crazy revelation and then lockdown hit. So he didn't want to see me again because I was really like, I would love to talk to you again just to clear it up a bit, you know, also for my mind's peace, but it didn't happen. Um, so I was really not able to work. I was lying on the floor. I was like, ah, what is happening? This is so weird. This is so bad. Because also here you said the work you do on yourself is not easy, but it's worth it. So that's exactly that. Sometimes the emotions just come rushing out. And then also to accept them, acknowledge them, see where they're coming from is so awesome and is so nice. But yeah, that was the first lockdown. And the second lockdown um, wasn't too bad, actually, because I was really building my own business, really trying to, you know, go out, seeing the things that are actually good instead of seeing the things that are bad. I love that. I love that. And you mentioned building your own business. Do you, was that something you always thought you were going to do, like be an entrepreneur, be self-employed, or was that something you always thought that is in the mm. store for you? Yeah, not really. Like when I think back, I wanted to become everything. I wanted to become a vet. I wanted to become a musical um, dancer, performer. I wanted to become an astronaut. Um, I wanted to become a surgeon, like all of these things. So never really, I want to have my own business, but yeah, I don't know. Also, my dad, he's an entrepreneur. He's going to own business. So I think it's kind of like in that realm. And um, when I finished my studies, I also worked full time, which made me super unhappy. I was crying basically the whole time. So I kind of know or got to know early on that nine to five job is not for me. Um, and then I was self-employed for like two years, I guess, until that also overwhelmed me because I wasn't ready um all of these beliefs like also money mindset you also uh, know a lot about that was just affecting me um so I was like no I need another job so I took a part-time job which was better because then I had still like 20 hours to myself but also yeah I felt like it's limiting me so much you know also with traveling and being like oh can I take vacation I don't like to be 
micromanaged in that way I think that's also like an Aquarius uh, thing <laughs> the Aquarius just want to be free and they're like yeah. I don't want to do anything <laughs> or you don't tell me what to do <laughs> oh my god I'm the same yeah. <laughs> You're an Aquarius too, right? Are you? Yeah, I'm an Aquarius. Yeah. And I can completely relate. Like, like even if something makes sense and I would do it, that, but if you tell me I have to do it, nope. I'm going to like exactly, turn right? the other way and I'm just going to be like, nope, yeah. I'm doing this. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing. It's so funny. It's so weird, but it's exactly <laughs> like that. So I really felt it's limiting me so much. And then I built up my um, coaching business and I got more clients. And then I was really working from nine till like 10 to get everything done and then I was like this cannot go on like that like it's just exhausting so and then I was really thinking about like how do I tell my bosses are they gonna think it's that and that and then I was talking to other like my friends and they were you know what just do it and I was like you know what I'm just gonna do it and I really um told them in like a really nice way that's got nothing to do with the job or whatever but it's just really my time and it's my focus and I want to progress and they were so understandable they were like yeah we totally get it and we don't want to hold you back um and I'm still sometimes working for them so it's really like a friendship um kind of thing and I'm working a lot with the wife of my um ex-boss so that's really nice you know it's not that it's like cutting cord and I can never see you again because I'm no longer working for you but it's really just like mutual agreement of like, yeah, it's just like it was a, a crossing path, but now it can also separate. And it doesn't mean that it has to be in like um, anger or resentment or whatever. Was it scary for you to like make that shift? Like scary, not only in terms of like you feeling scared to disappoint them, like you mentioned, but also scary for like, fuck, like now I don't have this job that's providing me money. Like, how are you able to surrender and, and trust mm -hmm. the process? In this situation, it actually wasn't too scary. Um, the first time I did it, it was hella scary <laughs> because I also didn't know what to expect. And um, I basically quit the job because I really didn't want to do it anymore. You know, it was really destroying me. I gained weight. I wasn't um, able to go to the gym because I was lating, uh, working late hours and then I had to eat and then I did a little bit of Instagram. You know, there was basically just no time. So it really made me feel yeah kind of like burned out a little bit depressed I don't really know it was like all of these things together I guess um so I was like it cannot go on like that also I was together with my first boyfriend and he was like Tanya no like you're gonna quit this job I don't care and we're gonna figure it out but you're not gonna do this any longer and I was like yeah <laughs> totally um so I quit and then I had like three months um before I had to go out because I was I just had like a limited contract anyway so I was like I'm just not gonna prolong it but I'm gonna do this here um and it was really scary it was really scary but I was so happy to have people around me who were like supporting me um and I also didn't have a lot of expenses at the time so it was really manageable um and really living day by day basically but yeah at one point where the breakup happened and I had to get my own apartment um which was more expensive than the previous place I was living in so my expenses basically doubled or something um so I really was thinking a lot about money even being a freelancer in um like photography design which also wasn't really my passion so it, it always felt like a burden I had to do um instead of being like I'm attracting it because I love it you know so I was really thinking every week about like how can I get new clients how can I like 
tell people that my photography work is good. So it was really this pressure behind it. Um, which then also at one point I made a YouTube video about it where I was basically just crying for like 30 minutes. But after that, it felt so good. And then people reached out to me like, hey, what have you, what, you know, why don't you try to get like a part-time job or just start working at a cafe or something to have this like security within the insecurity? Because we as people, we need both, you know? And I know that you love a lot of certainty, um, but also here, if you would have, yeah. If you would only have certainty, we would also be super boring, right? So you need a little bit of uncertainty within the certainty. Um, so yeah, that was really the path for me to go. So I stayed there for like a year, a little bit longer than a year until I was like, yeah, no, I'm ready. I don't want to limit my time anymore or let other people decide how I um, spend my time. Um, so it wasn't super scary because I also had some clients and I was like, yeah, this feels right. I really want to do this. Um, but yeah, of course, sometimes these thoughts come back and be like, oh, how, how can I survive the next five years? And then it's like, chill, just see that you're living today, you know? <laughs> really, thank you so much that you're sharing all of the ways you're transforming and all of the limiting beliefs you had. And I'm sure that this conversation really is going to help a lot of people because you mentioned also a lot about, you know, love limiting beliefs, work limiting mm -hmm. beliefs, all kinds of limiting beliefs. I know that money limiting beliefs we can get into next podcast because that's a whole yeah. other topic. I remember talking so about it so much together in London when we were in mm -hmm. London, you know, about how yeah. how just we like we um, influence ourselves without even knowing it, you know, by the words we use, for example, saying yeah. expensive and things like that. Remember when we talked about that? With the hotel, and, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's definitely we can do a part three one day I feel like yep. if we started money limiting beliefs that would be for another mm -hmm. hour because there's just so definitely. much we, so we can big. talk about in, in that sense but yeah is there anything else you would like to talk about something that I didn't you know that's something that you Touch want on. to share that I didn't ask you or anything um I think we touched a lot already I basically laid my life out here, but that, that's how I love it. Like, people always think, like, you have to be strong and you have to put on this mask in order to be accepted or in order to be loved or whatever. I'm also here because it's learned, you know, as you said, when um, we're children, we try to adapt to our parents to get loved, to get accepted, to get acknowledged, to basically get attention. So sometimes we feel like we either have to stop crying or we have to, like, um, make it right for our parents or sometimes we also start um, being rebellious just to get some form of attention um, there are like a lot of different things people or children do in order to please their parents or in any other way get that attention um, that they need um, but yeah what I wanted to get into is that actually being vulnerable and sharing your side that's like touchable is actually so much more powerful than trying to always protect that wall. And that's really what I'm trying to do to get myself out there. And also here, I'm not doing it to get any, I don't know, feedback of like, oh my God, Batania, you're so much better, blah, blah. You know, it's really not about that because I know that nothing that comes from the outside will affect me. So you could basically hate on it or give so much love or whatever. But it's I know that I've got that place within me, which is, my place and nobody can touch that so also really seeing that if you're feeling insecure if you're feeling um scared or anything just be like i have 
my life. And you can basically put up the filter around you that you want, not that's projected onto you with uh, from past, from media, from society. But you can be like, who do I want to be? What do I want to accept and let into me? And the rest, you can basically always decide. Like the now has so much power, so much potential um, for you to decide what it is that you want. And if something comes at you, if it's circumstances, people, comments, um, really whatever, you can be like, how do I want to see it? Can I maybe turn it around? Like if it's a bad day, if it's raining, you could be like, oh my God, it's a bad day. I really don't want to get out there. And now the whole day is bad because I don't feel like it. Or you could say, well, it's raining. <laughs> can I change it? No. Can I accept it? Yeah. Can you prepare for it? Yes. Get an umbrella and then go out. But don't let it affect you. of you know seeing the cup as half full rather than half empty at all mm. times Tanya this has been so amazing thank <laughs> you so so much for coming onto the podcast again uh do you accept coaching clients now if people wanted to reach out to you and work with you or where can people find you um you can find me on Instagram it's just scorpion mind um you can also find me on the website but it's also linked on instagram so i would say the easiest way is instagram um if you're interested in coaching or knowing more or have problems or whatever um just message me also here on instagram that's definitely the easiest way and then we can um figure it out and like i always offer free first calls to really get an assessment see if we click if i can actually help with the things you're struggling with um and then we go from there so so much and i'll be excited to do a part three <laughs> me too thank you so much for giving me this space it's been amazing i love talking to you and i cannot wait to to actually spend more time with you like in person <laughs> yeah, i'm so excited this summer we're doing a trip together i'm excited yes. hopefully things will be open so we hopefully. can actually go somewhere i'm, I'm, I'm manifesting <laughs> yeah we're, we're just start living in this reality right now where it's happening <laughs> Exactly. Well, thank you. And thank you to everyone who is listening to the podcast. If you enjoyed it, then please leave a review. Let us know what you thought. And most importantly, have a beautiful, beautiful day. Bye, guys. Lots of energy. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Glow podcast. If you enjoyed it, then please don't forget to leave a review and share it with a friend that you think might benefit from listening to this episode. Have a beautiful, beautiful day and I'll see you in the next episode.